And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. And I, I want to talk you through an alternative history of uh, Saturday's game, Andy. Yeah. So, uh, the, the theoretical Richmond supporters uh, who exist in a world where uh, both sides uh, kicked the number of goals that they'd be expected to do so from their shots at goal, those Richmond supporters uh, saw their team hit the front midway uh, through the third quarter, had about a 10-point lead at three-quarter time, steadily increased it through the last quarter to for a comfortable 34-point uh, win. And those supporters were not us on the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, look, it was a funny game to be there. I'm going to talk a lot about um, the crowd and things like that. But mm. just to your point of happiness, it was something that really struck Like, it was wonderful when we won. Mm. They kicked the goal, obviously. Yep. But actually, we spent so much of the game expecting to lose. <laughs> There was very little, and like even the comeback, it didn't, you know, when those free kicks got paid against Jack, um, uh. it, it just, it ne- and Jack didn't get that free kick, it just felt, and those shots were missed, it just, it never felt like we were going to do there. So I spent, actually, maybe I'll start at the beginning, Nick. Um, Saturday afternoon at the G is a lot of fun. I was mm. sitting around just around Hashtag from the- hot take. I was sitting just around from the Grog Squad, and you know, uh, but in, just in the general area, uh, general a lot of people in the standing area, the general admission, and it's a different crowd. There's less theatre goers than United mm. crowds, and the, probably the especially just near I was the socio-economic demographic was it was sort of old school Richmond. You know, Richmond's become a fashionable club, a sexy club, primetime club, but with a lot of members, but, you know, the, the Richmond we grew up with was still, although it was a broad-based club, it was still a lot of battlers who supported it. Mm-hmm. A, a, a lot of people you, you never see on TV commercials, they're essentially pretty much an invisible in most other parts of society. But there, you know, they're turning up on Saturday night, Saturdays, and it means a lot to them. And... Mm-hmm. A little bit of and that hunger, that passion, and playing Hawthorne, of course, where we remember all those years of being yeah. down, downtrodden, and you know that that you, you never quite get that underdog. It's hard to get that underdog feeling again from the crowd, the hunger, the emotion. Mm. But it was there, and when, when you've won three premierships in four years, yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of awful lot of people now sitting in the, you know, the much nicer seats. But it mm. was there on. On the in the last quarter, you could feel it. You could feel the hunger. You could feel the emotion. It felt old school, rich. But now it was it was fifty thousand people. I don't want to over romanticize it. It was still, you know, there's a lot more stadium music and all the modern things. But the it it did make me. There was a little. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And since I never quite expected to win, I, w- I was just in. So enjoying some of the the beauty of the MCG. There was a moment where Pickett was going up mm, for his second. God, gone soft. <laughs> uh, anyway, there was a moment when Pickett was going up for his second centre square bounce, and yeah. there was no one standing near him. And there he was, just standing in the middle of the MCG. On uh, you know the fading Melbourne winter's um, afternoon sun. And it just looked beautiful. Like this man, he was just about to take in this physical context game in the balance. Mm. And Soldo was stoking up against the boundary line with all these people in front of him. And it was just, I, I was trying to enjoy every moment of it and appreciate it for what it is. And funnily enough, after the game, uh, Jack said exactly the same thing. He was trying to do the same thing because he's, he's only, he, he's, as he said, he's only got a few games left with Koch. And I think he said, most likely, this is the last year. Uh, mm. It's no surprise, just interesting he said it. So, but yeah. the, the, the whole time I was just, we never quite expected to win. And then, bugger me, out of nowhere, we won. Because, you know, normally in those close games, you're leading for a period, it goes back and forth. And um, we, we got this wonderful last second win, but it was sort of like pain, 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 pain. And then it was almost like a football match where you kick two goals 
you know, after a long, frustrating game right at the end. So, yeah, interesting game to be at, but it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience. And as we often say on the podcast, the order you kick goals in is so important. It is. <laughs> and look, it is. you can forgive forgive a thousand frustrations and... Yeah, it was it was a really frustrating game in parts. It, it felt like we really struggled uh, to defend uh, their run from from half back uh, at times. Uh, we really struggled with conversion in front of goal uh, for us. Um, uh, we had, had Chad Wingard turn back the the clock and was was dominant in the in the first half. Like, yeah, yeah. Some of it was pretty tough to watch. Andy, sorry about that. My computer froze for a moment. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, they kicked perfectly for goal. That was the biggest story of the the, the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was it, it was a. Uh, it was a grind, and it felt like we were mm. never going to go over the top. One thing I didn't like is a lot of their centre clearances were really um, clean, really uh, high quality. You know, running mm. quality centre centre clearances with big, long, deep entries. But I will say, sort of watching the replay again, I feel like it would have like we actually lost the inside fifties, and believe it or not, we only we lost by one in the last quarter. The inside fifties certainly didn't feel like it. Um, we do defend deep. That is sort of mm. the, the we're number one in the AFL for defend, defending inside fifty entries. Um, so you know that's partly a thing that we're dropping a lot, we're folding a lot of guys back. But I did must have been watching the replay and completely biased judgment. But I think it would have been a travesty if we'd lost that lost that game. There was some uniquely frustrated and unexpectedly frustrated frustrating moments. The you know, Ben Miller takes a takes a mark ten meters from goal and handballs off. Jack misses a, a shot from fifteen meters out. Like it was just oh, um, yeah. It would it would have felt really bad if we if we'd lost and yeah and and it was funny. I was I mean uh, checking. Uh, the records, like after the game, like it was our biggest third quarter comeback um, in the AFL uh, era. So yeah, really, it was an unusual set of circumstances. Although sort of we we got it back within eleven points with about uh, ten minutes to go or so. So it was just that in a slogging last period, the ball ping, pinging back and forth, and it didn't. It felt possible but improbable and yeah it was great i i really enjoyed it that that last quarter is um one of the best quarters of the season uh, so far i think yeah actually and the game was never out of reach like we had an eight or nine percent chance of winning roughly on the um mm. by, by some of the models and uh but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I sort of spent a time thinking, trying to work out whether statistically it was odd that Dimmer in his 13 years never got to come back that big, but it's kind of, mm. it, it's quite probable when you think about that, like you don't actually get that many options. You get you don't get that many games where you were within that sort of 30 to 35 point range at three mm. quarter time. Um, and then you're sort of, like you think how many time how many times that would have happened in Dimmer's career, maybe twenty. Um and then so he didn't get an eight percent chance type type event. So it's it's not impossible. Sorry, I know that's a very tedious um mm. uh, but I, I was just thinking it, it's not all through it's impressive that Minnie got it early on and it's not it's not crazy that Dimmer never got one. No. I don't think it's damning, I think is what I'm saying. Um no. And how are you feeling about the mini experience so far? Uh, really good question, and I was going to ask you about it later because it's sort of there's been the, the it's become the media thing. I think it was on the couch mm. and multiple yeah. shows now have said he's done enough to yeah, earn the it. Real, the real footy pod. 
And, and like it's, it's such a recency bias to this, and it happens in all sports. But you know, after Brisbane, you would have said the the list needs a complete refresh, needs different ideas. You know, um, I I'm absolutely not mind. I'm, I don't have a strong take. My mind. One thing I I would definitely think is that ask me again in two weeks. Hmm. You know, I think if he beats both Melbourne and Western Bulldogs, you. It's a pretty big yeah. That'll that'll be a pretty big achievement. Yeah, but yeah. I, I respect how much the the players seem to like him. That's that's certainly something. But yeah, it's really it's hard. Like they're going to do like this. Uh, this is lo- not late nineties Richmond, where you know a bit of uh, fan excitement uh, convinces them to. To hire Jeff Geesham full time, like it, it yeah. I'm very confident it'll be a robust process. Yeah, and like it's media excitement. I, I don't know. I don't have one Richmond supporter in my life who's got a who's got a strong take on it. Um, mm. You know, because if you're watching this team every day, you know that our draws been a, a Brisbane game aside a lot easier. And mm. you know, nerds like us would say there's like he's got the right rub on a bit of close game luck. Like that last hat kick that came out could have gone anywhere, but landed in Marlon Pickett's arms. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's wonderful it happened, but uh, I, I think your point, like clearly the players like him and it's been a continuation mm. of Dimmer. And actually I thought he coached really well on the weekend. I thought um, he was really um, the, the subbing out of... Uh, um, Tyler Young was really mm. well made. It was done quickly. He wasn't a slave to structure when J- Granger Barras went off, and yeah. um, also he was. Yeah, to- uh, and it, and it was hard because Taylor Young had done nothing wrong. No, um, but, and uh, like I almost wonder whether Dimmer wouldn't have done it. Maybe I've been unfair, but like Dimmer's always structure first guy, and he brought he took put Vlossie forward reasonably quickly after it was mm. clear that. Um, the, the, the intercept marking and Mitchell was parking the bus. Yeah. He, he played a seven-man forward line for a, for a while yeah, and yeah. while the game was not the sort of... We'd only get wacky dimmer with when the mo- when the game was completely hopeless. He did it at a point where the, the game was still... You, you could have argued we could have ground it back in with the existing structure. So there was a little bit of creativity and also the Coulthard sub. That kind of tactical move, that's the kind of thing that we imagine the sub is for. And, you know, mm. they're obviously thinking about a lot more, but they often don't use the sub how we would. But the sort of taking off a big for a small one, they've done us and using a, a debutante as a sub to as an injection of pace, that's, that's the kind of nerdy stuff that we think, well, probably incorrectly, <laughs> that the sub should be used for. So I, I, mm. I really like that. It's, I can't remember the last time I was so excited about sort of moves that we can see. Does mm. that make sense? And it- yeah, that's true, and it, and it was there were some real challenges through the game. Like uh, Sicily's first half was just dominant. And, yep, um, having to to work through his his contested marking, getting slowing down their ball movement uh, was a challenge. Um, yeah, you mentioned about the the center square. You know, the Soldo probably had more. Impact overall on the day, I thought, but um, Reeves Reeves was pretty good at at, at Centre Square. So yeah, yeah, it was it was a, it was a really there were some really good contests in the game, like Mitch Mitch Lewis versus uh, Noel Bolter. Like yeah, it was was amazing for you know Lewis kicked four goals too, and yet was dominated in about half a dozen different marking contests. Uh, with Noah, I'm like, yeah, what a day. Yeah, Noah, Noah's leading now, leading the AFL mm. intercepts, but I, I think the goals kicked against him is going to hurt against, is going to count mm. against him in the All-Australian selection. I thought on Soto, he, he probably batted to a draw. Obviously, I was riding every mm. moment. He had some really good yeah. moments. He had some periods of dominance in his tap work, which I, I loved, and the poor person sitting next to me got, got <laughs> very sick of hearing about. Yeah, I'm but, sure. You know, no, you're right. Reeves was Reeves did add his periods to. I think you know Soldo kicking the goal at least give me him um, a case. Yeah, and then that was, that was a pretty important goal too. By the way, Ben Miller wasn't aiming towards him. He miskicked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it worked out really well. And the, the fifty um, meant that I could relax and just enjoy the solder, the yep. the, the solderness of of it all, um, rather than being. St- how did How did you feel when you nearly held on to that mark uh, with a minute left? Oh, it was two minutes left, wasn't it? Oh no, it was it. No, uh... it was close. Yeah, oh, it was two. No, it was two. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. It, it, anyway, it, it, I know it was just. The first time I saw it, I thought, oh, that's Mark, but... Uh, no, it wasn't. He, Look, to be honest, when I saw it, I touch, thought... I thought. I, I had a bad angle. The, the Where I sit, it looked like he was 55 metres out to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't as into the mark. I thought I didn't think it was a goal-kicking opportunity. When I saw the replay, then it was, obviously... You know, it was sort of a double in my face because Soldo didn't take the mark, which was fair enough. But then uh, Baker kicked on. It kicked the goal on his wrong foot, so... If you, Andy. Yeah, so I'm taking the L a few weeks this year on the on the wrong foot kicking, but, um, yeah, and Baker burnt off some of his teammates, as other people have turned, pointed out. Um, yeah, look, none of, the, none of them... None of them were easy, obvious options, but, oh, yeah, he, he just... He just owned the moment. And yeah. As he, as he I did, think sometimes we hand pass too much in the forward 50s. You know. Oh, yeah. As the aforementioned handball from Miller was, was a disaster. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, that's partly on Koch. You shouldn't have called for it. Um, but, yeah, it was... Um, it, it was... So the solo moment was was big. But, um, yeah, there were just so many individual... But Manny Coulthard, the excitement machine off the bench... I know, and look, they had a they had a nice article in the Age, which somewhat um, cut my luncheon because I'd I'd sort of done a lot of the same research uh, they had uh, of uh, you know we we talked about it when when he was drafted like he would he um he was a he was a junior out of uh, Port Port Nolunga, uh cockle divers <laughs> uh, football. Team, he'd come up, uh, played under under eighteens, and then uh, some a few games of SANFL uh, reserves with um, South Adelaide without ever really establishing himself. Um, uh, impacted by COVID, uh, last year um, had a few injuries, only played uh, six games. Um, uh, and then, um, yeah, he's playing in, in the Southern League, um, in the Adelaide competition, and he, he get, he transfers to Happy Valley, um, to, for, you know, fresh start, um, he's on, uh, gets a call, uh, from Glenelg in, in pre-season, uh, plays a couple of reserves games. During gather round, he goes back and uh, plays a game. He's one game with Happy Valley uh, before he goes back. Has another go game with Glenelg Reserves. Gets called up to the seniors. Um, his third game in the seniors. He kicks four goals and he gets drafted. And he's off to the uh, you know plays half a dozen games of AFL. Um, and then he's in. Then he's in front of 50,000 people. Um, the, uh, I'd, I'd urge everyone uh, to, I think it's Castle's Beach where he played his uh, uh, one game of uh, uh, AFL uh, this year uh, in uh, Adelaide. Uh, oh, no. Anyway. Um uh, I was I was going to say you, you know and look I think reasonable minds can differ on this but I'm 100% fine with a debutant as a sub. Um, I quite like think there's something really to be said. Like at the end of the day, after the first 30 seconds, you're in the game. But like yeah. you've, got a, you've got a natural advantage that you're that you're fresher than everyone else and you're half a step quicker. And yeah, obviously didn't phase Kulta. No, which, which is incredible when you think about it. Like he's. He's he's played uh, at five different levels of football in the one in fourteen games. He's played in five different levels uh, of football, and he's not 
you know, and he's grabbed the ball, sprinted down the wing of the MCG and passed it to Dustin Martin and got the handball back. Um, he's got... Uh, you he know, did get the moment where he got the tackle just at the end of the third quarter, which probably got him into the game mentally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably didn't hurt, but yeah. That, and he had several uh, touches in the in the last two minutes uh, that were important. It was, yeah. Incredible. Like it's a it's a credit to him and it's a credit to the recruiters to uh, well, right, just... what, what what was he doing in at 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 eighteen that he was so far off the football landscape? Oh uh, well, he he played a few uh reserves games at uh at South Adelaide. I think five his eighteen year. Um but yeah, I just, I just think um Something slight. obviously happened, like he obviously walked away from football for a year or something. No, no, he he he's played every year. Um, you know, um, COVID, um, COVID messed him up a bit, but um, yeah, you know, it's, he was, it's interesting. He was, he was always involved with uh, football, and but just not you know, he didn't want to play professionally. Uh, no, I just didn't, didn't think you. I think. Football was always an ambition. I don't know. I haven't heard him well, talk about just, it. Presumably, but... you start like that at that age with those skills. And that's, that's, if you really want to an SANL football club, going to have you in the reserves team. I don't think he was picked all the time. Like, I, re- I really think, um, you know, whatever it was, um, just he, he hadn't got himself um, in the right right situation to get the most out of his talent. But... Yeah, he's you know there's there's a there's hundreds of kids like him around the country who are you know on the on the fringe of SANFL, Waffle, VFL, going back to their local club uh, about half the time, and some of our VFL players do that as well. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just not not many of them wind up um, uh, playing in a <laughs> a couple of years later playing in a crucial game in the MCG. Anyway, it 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 was great. It was, was fairy tale. Was it incre- Look, it, it was a tribute. It was a tribute to the recruiters in thinking about what style of football uh, fits with us, and that and that running. He clearly showed um, his ability to to uh, cover the ground um, and and be creative. He's he's never been a big goal kicker. Like I, I don't think that's realistic. But I think um, working really hard, setting up his teammates. Chipping in for the odd goal, I think, yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Anyway, exciting start. It'll be interesting mm. to see whether he we solve him again this week, which I'd be completely fine with. Now, Nick, we should actually mention some of the best players on the ground as well. Um, not that we've already mentioned Bolter, who was very good. Uh, AFL Rations yeah. has Jack Ross as the our best player. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually okay with that, um, given. Uh, he both led the team in uh, tackles and score involvements, which is an unusual uh, combination. Uh, no, uh, Graham did. Didn't. Oh, sorry, weren't we talking about Graham? Oh no. Okay. No. Keep. No. I was actually. I said Ross. Um, oh, Ross. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. No. 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 Gra- Graham was all over the place. Completely agree. Um, Ten score involvements, five assists. Goal assists are quite rare. Like even the best players only usually have one or two a game. Um, but he had five, as you said. Ton of tackles. Didn't lead the team in pressure. Yeah, eleven score involvements. No, yeah. ten score involvements. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it right, was right. Uh, ten contested possessions, five clearances. Most on the ground. Is, yeah. Which is good for him. Um, no, he was uh, he was quietly efficient. Like you didn't always notice him on the day, but um, and obviously mm. he didn't he didn't start the game well with that. He started the goal kicking right. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he was um very good game overall and just like banging through the midfielders, Presti had twenty eight, um, very high pressure numbers and seven tackles. Um but yeah, Ross I, I thought continued his run of really good form and uh he's just he's just smart offensively. Like, you know, we're talking about sort of those, mm. those end of plays where, where he had the presence of mind a few times to fake hand passes to create little bits of space. Uh, he continues to be in extremely good form after um, being dropped just a few weeks ago. So I really enjoyed yeah. Jack Rexon. He's fun to watch. I know. Well, and he's all around. He had five intercepts as well. Like, you know, it was a really solid, solid all-round uh, game. Look, the, 
talk, talking about um, midfield, it's like, um, look, Toronto didn't win as much ball as usual, but, gee, there were three really nicely taken goals. <laughs> Particularly the one where he, he just stood there in disbelief at how well he'd connected on it. Oh, no, he, he, he miskicked that. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. he... You could hear it on, on if he's yeah. It was one of those things you notice live. It was complete mongrel pun. Um, that's why he he was standing in disbelief because uh, uh, yeah he stuffed he stuffed the kick. Um, but yeah, the the kick uh, the kick in the last was pure. Um, yeah. No, um, a, but yeah, no, that, that reaction right. was a surprise reaction. But um, <laughs> look, everything's going right for him. He's goal kicking. Um, not universally, he's had some other ones, but yeah, I almost like him more from fifty than I do from thirty. Yeah, no, no, he when when he really swings the leg through it, he's uh, he's a goal a game on the on the season. Like, uh, yeah, seventeen goals from eighteen games. Like, uh, yeah. And yet, still, the overall ratings don't like him. Um, yeah. Riola's game was super impressive. He went off for a while injured, given, um, and yeah, given that he was. Ta- then McGuinness put a lot of work into him. That that was that was pretty impressive, and, and was still big late, even when probably the injury was probably really starting to hurt. Um, yeah, he, he and, just... and, and I liked how much we attempted to work through Sam Banks um, uh, when when Rioli was giving getting all that attention, and we sort of relied on him to, to give us some run and yeah I thought I thought he did. Yeah, yes. ten touches in the second half. Um you know, just running hard through the centre of the ground. Like I'm I'm buying stock, like I think most people are. Not not a big call mm. there, but he gets it. He's run me yeah. remind me a bit but four hundred and thirty eight metres gained. Oh, was it? that was a lot. And he's got the you know, the speed of youth and um, he can run in straight lines at the G when other people are tired. Yes, yes, yes. Um, mm. And it's... I don't know what we're going to do with him with Jaden Short coming back into the team because um, he can play on the wing too. But um, that was that was a really important game and uh, he's mm. definitely got it. He's got AFL attributes all over him. Reminds me a bit of Mark Chaffee, actually, just in how he runs. Mm. Mm, quicker than Chaffee, but yeah, good, good run. Um, I thought uh, Shea Bolton's first half... Uh, was really good, and I did. I did actually had my notes. Is is he our best one on one mark in the team at the moment? Well, after I clonked that one in the third, my God, and the commentators rightfully pointed it out. Um, mm. I thought the commentary was great on the weekend, by the way. Um, mm. yeah. Bucks is uh, definitely as a commentator. I really like him as a coach. Yeah, um, not so much. Well, I don't have strong takes, but. Um, yeah, that that was an absolutely magnificent mark. He's mm. another one, by the way. Trust him more from fifty than thirty. Oh, he's goal kicking. Yeah, yeah. he's feels like his goal kicking routine. It's got quite a lot of moving parts, and sometimes they get a bit out of uh, sync. Like, oh. yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't. As I said, as we discussed last week, I'm, I'm not in. Um, I, I am. Not convinced how much the how systemic he's 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 thought about it. Um, or not just the mm-hmm. club has sort of let him go on it, which is um, you know the the George philosophy that if you overcoach these things, it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, one 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 thing to recognise about Shay though, like his sheer work rate, he was he was oh, second on the second on the ground in in time on the ground. Uh, sorry, second on the team in time on the ground. Like he he. Uh, you know, he's not getting much time off. Like whenever he's uh, he's not in the forward line, he's in. He's right in the guts in midfield. Like he's, yeah, he, his fitness is really good. Five tackles for us, worth. Hmm. Um, Floss was very solid again. Like the whole yeah. the whole intercepting backline, we had, we beat yeah. them in the intercepts by seven. So often when when the coaches, uh, oh sorry. We beat them in intercept marks by six, intercepts by nine. Yeah, that is, that, despite Sicily going off. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, um, and as you know, just the the whole, you know, it's all defending deep, but the, the sort of the triumphant of them. Oh, and I guess it's what's uh, four people, but um, Grimes as well, along with mm. Flossie Broad and um, Bolt, uh, Bolton, have just yeah. been 
fantastic. Mm. Now, Nick, a little bit of a tangent here, but just in, indulge me for a moment. Mm. I hate doing this, but someone who shall not be named brought up a thing of which team is close to the premiership, which I wasn't going to bring up, but I, I was thinking about before because when I was getting sentimental, I had flashbacks to, you know, I actually thought someone might make this argument and I had mm. flashbacks for those, I felt a bit like, you know, that parts of the Caribbean meme where the people have got the noose around their head next and they say, mm. oh, is it your first time? Because um, uh, <laughs> we've heard this discourse before. Um, yeah. And it was a big, big thing in the late noughties. And Nick, I went back and looked at, um, you'll probably know this, but most people, that mm. famous, the famous game of the Jordan McMahon game, yeah, uh, 2009, the Melbourne-Richmond game, that was the dominant narrative, which team's close to the premiership. Oh, yeah, I remember the articles, yeah. And that they continued for years as well. How many players from that game do you think, you'll probably know this, but how many do you think played in a prim, eventually wound up being premiership players mm. on either team? Either team, about six. Now, unless I've missed anyone, guess how many on Richmond? Mm, five. Three. Hmm. Sheds, Jack, and Cochin. Not a bad three in fairness. No, no. Good good three. Now, all I can uh, find in Melbourne, and I apologise if I missed anyone. Sorry. Oh, yeah. We did. Actually, I was a year. I was thinking about. Ah, uh, Greg, Greg and Hawley weren't. Yeah. Uh, we're, that was still a year away. Yeah. yeah, and Dusty obviously was drafted that year. Um, oh, Dusty, and the, Dusty, Asprey, and Grimes were all drafted that year. Yeah. yeah, and on the Melbourne side, the only one I could find was Frawley. Mm, yeah, he didn't even play for that club. Wow. So the point is, you never the know. answer to that discourse is you don't know, and the, yeah. the the reason it's just impossible to predict. The premiership's are really hard to win. It is quite likely that no one who played on the field on Saturday will ever play in a premiership, but um, they could, as, as mm, history shows. It but, is, I was I was thinking about that with the Hawks. It was uh, so. Then uh, Granger Brass was was sort of uh, uh, Gibkiss the year before, um, like he was a, a top ten. Uh, draft pick, you know, elite, pick six in in twenty twenty, elite athlete, and he got he got subbed off in the third quarter after having um, not had a disposal. Yeah, actually, Nick, that that's exactly where I was going. Is that perfectly highlights how you just don't know, right? Cause you just don't know. He's had he's had twenty two. Yeah, he's had twenty two disposals all season. And Tyler Young, who's like the last of, you know, end of the list acquisition, flogged him on the day, kept him touchless. Yeah. So it just goes to show... The former former table tennis player. Yes. um, So it just... Yeah, yeah, if you look at their their stock of young key position players, it's really only uh, Mitch Lewis, who's quite good. Who, who, by the way, was a very light pick. Yeah. And... Is he? He's probably about the same pro- level as a, a prospect as uh, as Noah Bolter. Like, yeah, rough. I'd, I'd personally take Bolter, but maybe key forwards uh, more important. But and he's the only one. So you're you've still you've still got a draft. Um, oh, and they've got they've got a decent young ruckman. He's he's twenty four. But yeah, sort of. Yeah, I did go there. There's some some missing pieces. Yeah, totally. I mean, and Sicily's, I think, turns 28 next year. No, he's 28 right now. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he put those in January. I don't know why I know that. Um, But the point is, and and maybe they'll hit hit jackpot. Maybe they won't. Um, Point Mm. is, like, the whole whole, whole discourse is fine for selling newspapers. But history, if, if, if any team has shown us to not that it's very hard to predict. It's Richmond's part of the premiership. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. The, any any uh, side that has uh, backs up with uh, Ben Lennon, Corey Ellis, um, and then 
trades uh, trades two picks for Carlton player that shall not be uh, named. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and R- R- Reese Conker went just before like a slew of guys who were who yeah. um, turned out to be superstars, and weirdly they all wound up playing for Richmond Art anyway, other than Hevel um, and the yeah. Stephon. Yeah, um, you, d- you just don't know. Yep. Um, all right. That, thank you for indulging that, Nick. But um, uh, it's mm. always no, fun no, to look at that 2009 Melbourne Richmond game. Such a determined <laughs> moment for Richmond supporters. Um, I I was thinking about Ben Miller quite a bit because he's if he'd if he'd gone back and kicked um, kicked his uh, the second of his uh, fairly easy shots at goal um, and uh, he's popping up in goal assist. He's averaging his last five games as a key forward. He's got five goals and four goal assists. And he doesn't have to lift those averages all that much to be a perfectly competent um, second tall forward. And yet, yeah, he, de- he doesn't always provide the marking target that I think we'd want. Um, but he's not. He's not terrible. He's not. He, he's Mister Serviceable in everything he does. Mm. So, like, there was a few kicks down the line where you know this is something you can see better. He, he was in great position, but it, at least mm. the other team didn't mark, and he yeah. did that multiple times. Like, he at least provided that contest. So he was serviceable when he rucks. He's serviceable. It, the only thing he get, um, and when he plays back, he's serviceable. But he also had. Um, you take out his second quarter, he had one disposal all day. Mm. So it's not... And he had reasonable time on ground. Not a lot, but enough. So he, he's he's missed the spare parts fix-it guy, but um, um, I, I think, you know, I think it's already... I, I just... I don't know what he's the answer in. I, I don't think he... I, I think he's a very useful utility. Um, and he's great. We've got him on the list. But, uh, yeah, I... I, I, I I think you can do better in, in everything he does, but he does a lot of things well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Look, I, lo- I look at him... Because I've been, I've been paying attention to the other key forwards uh, around the league, and it does it does make things simpler because it means somebody has to be clearly uh, better than him. Like, And I don't, I don't actually like Himmelberg from GWS for us. Partly because Himmelberg is so useful as a sort of um, Swiss Army knife who can play key back or in the ru- or go in the ruck or uh, go up forward, and we, I don't, I just feel like we don't really need that type of versatility. Like we've we've got, we've got plenty of ruckmen and our key uh, and key defenders. Like we actually, we actually just need someone who can mark the ball. Uh, and kick goals, so sort of. Yeah. yeah, I think we need like a hundred ninety-nine centimetre talky forward. Is a good contested mark, maybe quite mm. handsome, good triceps, extremely handsome. Yeah, yeah. just just get Tom Winch's <laughs> foot, foot fixed winning. and everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm coming around a bit on Jake Riccardi, actually. <laughs> but, uh, that's a, <laughs> right. that's, a, that's a story for another day. Um, look, the other, the last thing I wanted to mention, we've talked about this game a lot, but it was fun. But um, uh, Liam Baker, um, um, you know, pops up. Not only does he does he kick the winning goal, but after K-Mac's, uh goal, he was the one clearing the, the ball out of defensive fifty. Like he, he just, he just went. So lucky to have uh, his how well he reads the play and just puts himself exactly where he needs to be. Mm. I love watching him. By the way, um, after you know, one, Caps is a low key contentious uh, figure amongst Richmond supporters this year. He's kicked <laughs> goal in each of I think last I think that's a very uh, niche <laughs> niche issue of contention. Oh, I think like, I hear it a bit. Actually, the thing I heard the most in the crowd when things were bad, because there was a lot of grumbling in the third um, before Soldo started the Doolittle Raid comeback, um, was, Jack, you should retire. Like, 
Richmond supporters shouting it out quite loudly to him, which I thought, uh, oh, that's harsh. That's not cool. Well, no, I, I look. If you, I can. I don't agree with doing it, but I can see where it comes from. But be angry at the club for not drafting someone, or be angry for him not getting rotated. Like it's not his fault. Like wouldn't you play to every last bloody game the MCG? You could also. Look, you could make it. He did have four shots of goal, in fairness. Yeah, um, and three. He should have kicked three. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, his direct opponent was best on ground, and he said he got beaten. Like it's his best. His opponent's very good, in fairness. Yeah, like you can. I don't know. I do, I'm not down for that vibe, but you know, it's easy to find someone in all crowds. Twenty people are sitting there quietly. One person's um, talking a lot mm. of smack. Now we that one person. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hmm. It was a wonderful game. It was a great day at the footy. Love being with the Tiger Army. It was great to see Jack, Koch, and Dusty all, hmm. all, all do important things. Oh, we, we haven't we haven't discussed Dusty at all, but yeah, he was good. Yeah, and like there's all these stats about how consistent he's been with about the 20 touches and one goal. Hmm. He, he just keeps bashing it out, and uh, it could have been even better. Um, hmm. uh, missed another shot at goal, but you know he he's capable hmm. of kicking, so he just from he. he like he's incredibly important. He he he's the one that, and he's got a contract next mm. year, so he probably will play. But you know, he's, he's oh, will. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, just great again. But I, I think we've recognised that mm. um a lot. Yep. All right, wonderful day at footy. Great game. Season's still alive. Um, yeah, it was fun. Fifa was less happy. Oh look, but they played uh, so up against a. Uh, top four team in in Box Hill, and uh, it was yeah, yeah. They, I just meant the sense that they had a close loss. Oh, they had a close loss. Yeah, but uh, they played they played pretty well. Um, and look, Box Hill probably uh, was a better uh, team on the on the day and had quite a few more inside fifties. But yeah, it was yeah. I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, Noah C- Cumberland's game was. Whew, um, six goals. Um, had some nice defensive moments as well. Like that. That was that was exactly what the coaches have been asking for uh, from him. It was yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah, hopefully I'm I'm all for him coming in. I think as his most um, rich supporters. Mm. Um, Rioli twenty three was really exciting. It was. The, although it was a bit. Was, <laughs> look, seven tackles, six clearances, and. Um, and he was a big part of the fourth quarter comeback. It was, it was the best almost game you've ever seen. Like he, he just. We do seem uh, to say that a lot about Rioli. Yeah, but not not when he's had twenty three disposals. Because he, oh, so often he'd get the ball and sort of dodge around the tackle, and then he just uh, he uh, he didn't quite. His ball handling was just a bit off, and. Uh, his disposal wasn't quite right, and it just, just everything didn't sync up uh, properly. Uh, so yeah. Oh uh, look, uh, good, good on. You know, we I think we both enjoyed Steve Morris as a coach, and it was a it was an interesting thing to see. And it, yeah, it was. It looked like something you should persist with, even even with a few moments of frustration. Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm keen to get on to Melbourne because we've been going for a while, but is mm. there anyone else that stand out to you? Oh, look, Sonsi and Dow were both good, if not great. And Johnson Clark was very good. And actually, Steely, Steely Green um, had some nice uh, moments as well, although disposal wasn't always perfect. Um, Brown, Brown and Trezise, not quite as good as previous weeks, but... But still decent, and and look honestly, tough day for Samson Ryan, um, shaded in the ruck by Lloyd Lloyd Meek, who's an extremely large lump of uh, human being. Um, yeah, so that look that'd be that'd be a good experience for him, um, and and probably a sign that um, he needs a, needs a bit more meat meat on the bones to go up against a hundred and ten kilo monster, but. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and Seth Campbell played a half, and I don't think I've seen him on the injury list, so that's, <laughs> so that's good. 
Yeah, no, good point. All right, um, Melbourne. Melbourne. Look, we should we should start by saying that if he if he passes a fitness test, it's uh, Jaden Short's hundred fiftieth game. Hmm. Good, good effort. You know. By the way, getting very close to full strength um, without yes. Minus Lynch. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and our captain. Yep. And Gipkiss. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, look, he would be playing. He probably Tyler Young wouldn't have got all that opportunity, but I think. No. Yeah, I, I think it's probably not that far from like for like right now. Maybe he'd be useful as a forward at the moment. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel I feel like the the two the the one player that would definitely much it's a big drop off from who's replacing yeah, him. Yeah, it's Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah. Look, Jaden Jaden Short. Um, I feel like we've talked about him a fair bit before, but you know, huge huge achievement going from um rookie list uh, player to um best and fairest. Winner in a in a premiership team, but yeah, I, and I think we've seen in in recent uh, uh, this year like how how much of a difference it makes when he's when he's in the team uh, or not. So yeah, I I really and his goal kicking <laughs> like it it's always been a joy watching him kick from fifty meters, but it, it uh, this year this year. Uh, yeah, it has been one of the genuinely most most fun things of the season. So yeah, no, um, in, uh, it's a big achievement for him, and it's a big achievement for the club as well. Like, uh, he's a real development success story in a team in a team that's got a few of them. But yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, indeed. Um. Melbourne. Yep, quite good. It's really annoying. Quite good. I kind of went through... I, I just the starting point seared in my brain of the preseason game and also some of the yeah. games in recent years is Oliver just been... Oliver, which is from Pataka, just been a million times too fast for our midfield. And then he's out. And so... I know. I've, and... And also that preseason game, we got absolutely beaten up by uh, Grundy and Gorn, and um, Grundy's running around in the VFL, and like Gorn has looked great as uh, uh, solo rock. Yeah, I mean, I, I would because I see this completely through a Richmond prism. I would be completely rushing Grundy, Grundy back in because he's eaten us for lunch um, mm. so many times. But they're not really talking. They actually, they've been kicking better for Galt. Their forward line's been functioning better without him. Um, mm. Maybe there's a bit of a, a bit of a competition issue there. But um, like the good one's not saying that he's going to rush him back. Um, what's happened in the midfield is that Viney's really stepped up in. Um, he has, yeah, in Oliver's absence. Yeah. Oliver's in Oliver's absence. Um, so it's really a Viney. Um, uh, track midfield and Chark has been his usual brilliant self. They've been good, you know. They did things and, like and, and Brochel, yeah, and Brochel totally. Um, you know, they, they went and won in Geelong, but you know, maybe that's a little bit of an asterisk with, with the way the field is. And they, they've mm. been competitive in a lot of games without being great. Um, obviously, you know, they, they ran Brisbane very uh, sorry, the Brisbane game was one kick, uh, famously. But the, the form line's good. They are a good team without who I consider that to be their best player. Mm. I, I still think they're... I'm, I just... I worry most about speed through the midfield with our team after the Brisbane game and even just watching the Hawks on the weekend and just think without Oliver, we've got a chance. We do. Their, their intercept defenders worry me. Like, the not just May and Lisa Tomlinson had had eleven intercepts on the on the <coughs> weekend, so yeah, that's we we can't kick it down their throats uh, all night. Um, so we're going to have to be creative uh, about inside forward entries. Yeah, and and the midfield's really going to have to uh, stand up. Um, number one contested. 
possession team in the in the AFL. Um, uh, uh, very good at uh, stoppage clearance. Um, uh, as I mentioned, I've got the best intercept uh, differential in the league. Um, uh, you know, they do a very good job of restricting the other team's uh, uh, flow of play sometimes. And yeah, good at generating marks inside 50 despite, you know, despite inconsistent personnel. So they're vulnerable. They, you know, they've won, they've lost six games uh, on the season and, yeah, scraped, scraped home against Adelaide uh, at home. Um, uh, lost, uh, lost to the Giants. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, um, yeah, I don't know, and they're not, they don't feel as good as they have been, as you said, without Oliver, uh, they feel, they feel more vulnerable, but yeah, I mean, they deserve, they deserve it, they deserve favourites as well, oh, they deserve to be favourites, but yeah, it feels like we've got a chance. Yeah, they're doing what they need, that they need to do to win a flag, which is, you know, win games while presuming Oliver comes back. Mm. They, they hang around the top four. They can, um, you, you know, they might be able to win it from fourth. If but uh, right now we're not playing them with Oliver. And sorry, I have to harp on mm. that one point. But yeah, we're in a, It's just it's hard to know our own form, right? Like we're oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're taking take out the Brisbane game. You sort of you've got a sort of consistent run of form. What about you know almost all the metrics of the season? We're about bang in the middle like by mm. overall team performance and our percentages is what it's 99.9 or something like that yeah it is literally. Can, there's yeah. a lot of other measures you can get where you get a result like that like, aside from the aforementioned where um we're extremely good at uh intercepting um uh entries into our defensive 50 we're not really elite at anything but it'll be be huge test for mini huge test for soldo um who's you know getting mm. his last game uh he's it goes to the least ruck before Nat comes back. Um, really big midfields fit and firing, and you know we've invested a lot of money in that midfield, and the you know they're all in their prime. The, the, it's it's a really good test and a really good barometer of where we're at. Mm. Yeah, it is. Although you know, also even without Oliver, that's it's a pretty Rolls Royce. Mm. Uh, when our midfield lines up against theirs, there's there's going to be any more money. Like it, it's it's pretty. Uh, Are we counting Ruddy there? <laughs> no, no, just just the starting four. Um, God, uh, <laughs> there are there are trade rumors for Grundy, by the way. <laughs> oh, not for us, surely. No, I mean, but. Like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, other clubs, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, no, well, yeah. Go oh, through all the play... teams that Richmond supporters want to trade yeah. Soldo to, and then. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> sacrilege. Um, yeah, not this Richmond supporter, I might add. No, of course. Um, look, but it just uh, tell you what, I've been completely week by week on our finals chances, but yeah, yeah. Uh, if we get up this week, yeah, you're pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not no longer a season. If we'd lost the Hawks, it was season-ending, but um, this is... It's it's not season-ending, but it's, it's pretty close. It's pretty important, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's still about a 30% chance, roughly, according to the, the, the models. Mm. I'm excited. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. Brave Richmond Tiger Talk. <laughs>